Welcome, craft beer friends, to Season 6, Episode 26 of Tap to Craft Podcast. I am Denny Luce, coming to you from Boise, Idaho, and my partner in craft, the dog whisperer, and my favorite Florida man and home brewer from Tampa, Florida, Mr. Chris McKenzie. How you doing tonight, Chris? Oh, uh, Denny, I am. Uh, I think I'm kind of with you. I'm I'm ready for a nap, but I'm <laughs> uh, I'm ready to talk about some beer too. Okay, okay. Well, you know what? I'm glad that you're ready to talk about beer because if if you've looked down into my notes, I've got about 12 beers I'm going to talk about. Yeah, I started making my list of that today, and I went, I don't really have to get too much into this. Then he's, he's got this covered for me or for you and for a little bit for me. So we'll, yeah. be, uh, we'll be good to go on those new and noteworthy beers. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've been blessed by two people providing some beers to, you know, to me to, to drink. And, of course, I made a beer run before the 4th of July weekend and picked up a bunch of uh, new beers, you know, from the co-op. And so I, I had to go drink them. And it's not, it's not normal that I pick up a bunch of beers and all of them are really spectacular beers. So I've been really lucky. So I want to talk about it. And, and sometimes, yeah, sometimes I don't have any beers to talk about. Sometimes I only have two. Some, and sometimes I have a lot. So this is one of those you know, one of those days or shows that you're going to have a lot of beer to talk to. And we've got some great content that we're going to talk about too. So, you know what, Chris, let's hold off on talking about what we're going to be drinking after we start the show because we got something special coming up here. So mm-hmm. we'll just go right into it. But before we get into the, the main meat of the show, I always like to let people know what Tap to Craft Podcast is all about, especially if you're new listening to the show. So Tap to Craft Podcast is an educational podcast. We focus around celebrating all things craft beer because we want to assist you, our listeners, along in your craft beer journeys and adventures. And you're listening to episode 156, recording on Monday, July 13th, 2020. And in this episode, we have a lot to discuss. We're going to first start off with a mini beer review. We've been blessed by having one of our listeners provide both Chris and I some beers from the Wisconsin area. And one of the beers that uh, he provided, we both had a cop or had a, uh, a can of this. And we thought, why not go ahead and, and pop this thing open at the same time, drink it, and do a mini beer review. So that's what we'll be doing here in a minute. We also are going to do our first, uh, our first hop session. And, you know, I've been talking about wanting to get, you know, do a little bit deeper dive into hops and go ahead and describe some of the characteristics of some of the, you know, common hops that are being used in our craft beer and of course some of those specialty hops that are new and just you know hitting the the world by storm we want to go ahead and just dive a little bit in there so we're going to do a bunch of different sessions talking about hops now i might just do them you know one two three four five in a row or i might do this one now and maybe next week i'll have something else or next episode something else and then throw another hop session in you know a couple episodes away who knows it's all going to be you know random but I thought I, I'm definitely going to start this thing off now because I'm getting tired of talking about wanting to talk about hops and not doing it. So we're doing it. So we'll have that. Yeah, we're going to talk about the three C's, the three C hops, which are Cascade, Centennial, and Columbus. Those are probably like the, the keystone hops to a lot of, of good beers out there, a lot of ales and, and other beers. So why not talk about those first? Cause those are a staple, especially in the homebrewing community. You know, these are what a lot of homebrewers start off with is these, these hops. So we're going to start talking about those. I also have a check it out segment 
where I'm going to let you guys know about another craft beer podcast you might want to try out. So stay tuned for that. And if we have time, we will finish up with a craft beer article on a new non-alcoholic stout offering from a brewery. Mm. Yes. Yes. Can you imagine that? A stout, non-alcoholic stout beer that's going to be released. So like, you know, I'm hoping to talk about that. Hopefully I won't ramble on about all those beers too much and we can go ahead and get the time for the article. But if we don't, I'll just move it on to the next show because it's, you know, it's something that will last. It's not going to go away anytime soon, hopefully. All and right. Of, yeah. <laughs> and of course, you can count on Chris and I having some great conversation along the way. So let's dive into the mini beer review. Okay. Well, I'm ready if you are. All right. So let's go ahead and crack this open. And as right, I good. as we crack it open, we you can go get, first. Okay. How was that? It was good. Okay. Uh, it, it sounded like a nice pop of a can. Okay, good. You can go ahead and pop yours open then. Okay. Okay, nice. Yeah, th- this then, is this is what we're used to hearing nowadays is popping of cans and not bottles. Remember that from a couple of shows ago when I popped that bottle and you're like, ooh, that sounds... Yeah, it was vintage. <laughs> <laughs> it was vintage. Okay. So what are we drinking? So we're drinking... A beer that I think we made comments on in, during one of our Untapped the Craft. Is that what it's called? Untapped yeah, yeah. the Craft? Untapped the Craft, Untapped, yeah. yeah. Uh, segments where one of our listeners had was drinking this beer that we're going to talk about. And I especially made a comment. I think, Chris, you also made a comment that, wow, that sounds like something that would be really good. And guess what? We now have a can of this, you know, in Tampa and in Boise. So yep. The brewery that we're drinking from is Indeed Brewing Company, and the beer that we're drinking is the (laughs) – if you guys haven't already figured out, I'm going to be – I don't know. My my mouth isn't working today. Maybe I just need to drink some beer. It's not just you. Uh, I had uh, three or four appointments today, and I I stumbled over my words all day long. Okay. Okay, good. So we'll be doing this – Together. That's always good to yeah. do things together. Right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's the pistachio cream ale. And it's, uh, they, they say that this is an ale with a pistachio flavor added. It comes in at 5.5% ABV and it's only 15% IBUs and it comes in a 16 ounce can. And I'll tell you what, this label is like pretty like simple, but mm-hmm. it's very eye appealing. I, I, I like this, you know, pistachio. Sp- 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 <laughs> Pistachio. I'm having trouble saying pistachio. Uh, Green with a little brown and white, and it's got you know nuts and flowers and some you know hops and I mean everything in there. It's got quite a a variety of stuff on this can. Very simple, very informative. They also have a little uh, little thing on the can. I'll read that. It says, uh, "Crack it open, Uh, like liberating a." Pistachio nut from its shell. Our Nailed it. pistachio cream ale is surprisingly satisfying. Spritzy and crisp, smooth and slightly nutty. This beer is a delightful mixed bag. Pry one loose and pop the top, which we did. We did pop the top. So mm-hmm. let's get right into this. We just poured our beers. You guys heard that on air. Now we'll go ahead and take a look. And, and I'm going to notice right off in the appearance, it's got a nice creamy white head. Fluffy, mm-hmm. foamy, lots of, I mean, it's a, a decent head. And so it's that, sticking around for quite a while. And it's too. sticking around. And, 
you know, it kind of sticks to the side of the glass if I switch it around a little bit. And I'm getting a lot of bubbles out of here. Now, maybe I'm, I might be drinking this out of one of those etched glasses. So, I, it, it, you know, that might be showing a little bit more bubbles than normal. But it also is a, it's a lighter. Depends on which light. I know. I I'm trying to. Green light. It's, yeah. it's really kind of like a, a, maybe a little darker than straw, but maybe like a, a gold color, a light yeah, gold yeah, color. Yeah, gold. Yeah, I think gold is right. I think that, yeah. I think you hit it with the gold color. I'm gonna snap a picture here before I forget. Okay. I almost I just for- don't like. I don't like the glass mine is in just because it's. Well, the the logo on the glass is fading, and I don't really <laughs> like their beer so much anymore. <laughs> okay. Well, ignore ignore the glass, and uh, and let's no. take a big whiff. Let's take a whiff of the uh, aroma here. So amazingly enough, the aroma comes across pretty nutty, and the nut it it smells like a pistachio nut. What do you think? You got you get some There's... some nut in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go again. Let me lubricate my mouth first. Um, no, I mean there's there could be, I guess what you could perceive as uh, some some nut smell, mm-hmm. um, but. I also get kind of a, uh, just not a specific fruit, but just kind of a fruity, sweet smell. Yeah. But also like some like bread dough. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's some of the maltiness is coming through. I, I get the same thing. It is a little bit of a sweetness in the, in that aroma too. And it, but it, that sweetness smells like, remember I was talking about that pistachio jello mm-hmm. pudding? Yeah. Uh, it, it really smells like that, right? Like that pudding mix, like that. You know, like you're making uh, pistachio pudding, and it has that sweet character, that sweet nut character. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, now I'm I'm eager to go ahead and take a sip and, and see if we can get some flavor out. So let's let's uh, go ahead and sip on this thing. Mm. Okay, now come on, Chris. You can definitely get some pistachio flavor. Yeah. Now, right? Yeah. Um. That's so. I got. Uh, there's definitely that pistachio flavor in there too. And it's nice and it's nice and crisp. A lot of uh, really bubbly. Well, not like super bubble. The bubbles weren't super sharp in there, which was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> they were definitely there, but it's not like uh, if you were drinking a uh, like a soda or something that the bubbles are super sharp. They were. Uh, that was really nice. I yeah, uh, <clears throat> I agree with you. You you're absolutely right. You as you're drinking it, you feel that there's carbonation in there. But you don't feel the side effects of that being a sharp carbonated uh, mm-hmm. feel, and in, I don't know if it's, you know, if it's the body coming through that, that kind of mellows out, you know, it mellows out some of that carbonation. But it definitely is uh, is very refreshing and very yeah. crisp, and the nut character, it definitely reminds me of eating some unsalted pistachio nuts, and I when I buy pistachios i get the unsalted ones i don't like the salt i know i know i'm that's weird but i don't eat a lot of salt in my diet so i get the unsalted one and this the flavor comes across very much like those unsalted uh, pistachio it's just that nutty that that you know pure nutty character uh what i'm not getting from it that i do get from the nut itself especially when they're maybe dried a little bit too much is i'm not getting any of that um kind of that uh you know, burnt nut flavor, right? right. That you can get from the pistachio. It's very uh, clean uh, and it has a crisp, refreshing 
uh, you know, kind of quality to it. Let me take another sip so I can get some more uh, descriptors. One of the one things that I've always noticed with um, with pistachios, pistachios are almost like it's a, it's a weird comparison, but sta- pistachios are very much like beer. You're gonna mm-hmm. take a lot of different flavors out of certain beers or even pistachios, because like, I've tasted you know roasted salted pistachios, and I've gotten kind of a like a a meaty just kind of that umami flavor out of them. Mm, okay. Or I've also had um, like more fruity flavored ones, or I've also had, yeah, yeah. and it could all be from the same bag. Just the, yeah. the, the pistachio itself just has all these different flavor characteristics to it yeah. where it's kind of that, that meaty, that meaty flavor to it, or it's sweet or salty or fruity. And uh, that's one of the big things that I've always liked about pistachios because it's not like, peanut a peanut always yeah. tastes the same yeah now now granted peanuts here's your lesson for the day are not nuts they are legumes <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah just the, the fact that you can get so many different flavors out of it and with with this beer not that i'm getting just like oh there's this i'm getting hints of this and hints of that and a little bit of this and a little bit of that i mean it's it's just really good um it does it has it's that that crisp you could, I almost got like a roasty smell, but it's just a quick whiff off of the top of it. Yeah, there's kind because of a, oh, yeah, kind of a, a toasty, like a, a light toast. Yeah. Uh, character off of that. And, and, you, and you're absolutely correct. Uh, pistachio, there, you can get a lot of different flavors, especially like when you get one of those, those ones that something is not quite right, like it's not ripe, you know, or it's overripe mm-hmm. or something and, and you, and it's like tangy. Yeah, uh, I, I don't get the tanginess in here, but with that being said, there is a bit of a of something maybe that that uh, pistachio flavoring that they've added in. It does give you a little bit of that, a little bit of a tang uh, as as you finish off. You know, you kind of drink it and you have a little bit of a a light uh, sweetness tang at the end. It it is a little bit. It it does have a little bit of sweetness to it. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not, it's, it's definitely not, uh, super dry, which is good. You don't want to have a super dry cream out. You, you know, the key to, to adding adjuncts into a beer is to add the adjunct, the ad, adjunct <laughs> so that it comp or, uh, oh gosh, what, not, uh, complements the, the base beer and doesn't overwhelm it. And you can still get those qualities of, of the base beer. The base mm-hmm. beer is still here. Yeah. I, I still get a very again the refreshing quality is that is that cream ale, I, mm-hmm. you know, the cream ale is refreshing. It's very good and it just adds a little bit of that nutty, pistachio nutty sweetness, tanginess, uh, toastiness. You know a little bit of all those different characters into the flavor, uh, and it does finish. Okay, so body wise, uh, it definitely has some bubbles in it. Uh, it's smooth. It's probably medium. It's 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 a little bit heavier than a normal cream ale. I, I it, to me, I'm getting maybe a medium to medium light uh, instead yeah, of I a was light. Go with medium light. Yeah, or light medium, however you want to say that. There is one problem with it though. Mm-hmm. It's almost gone. I'm talking too much, so I still have half a glass left. <laughs> that's, that's that's all I have. My can is empty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my can's empty too. I have a half a glass, but. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, the buy, I, I'll agree. I'll, I'll agree with you. Medium lights, but we'll probably agree on that. That's probably uh, a good, um, a good compromise because I do, I do feel that maybe some of the sweetness, uh, you know, makes it feel a little bit more weighty than it, than it is. Again, not overly sweet, just doesn't finish dry. It, it does, you know, carry a little bit of the sweetness into the finish. As I talk about the finish, let me take one more sip. Mm. But you know what? It's not, it's definitely not overly sweet. And no, it kind of, it kind of does dry out a little bit as you get there, but there is a little bit of a, of a sweetness that sticks to the side of your mouth, right? You still get some of that, that, uh, you know, sweetness, puck, not pucker, but you know, coating, maybe a little bit yeah. of coating in your mouth. And I've even noticed too, as I'm continuing to drink it, yeah, it does have that sweetness kind of once it kind of hits your palate, but I'm also getting, excuse me, there's those bubbles. Uh, I'm also getting a little, like a little touch of bitterness at the very end, just mm. a little, and not even, I mean, this is sitting at what, 15 yeah, IBUs? 15, yeah. So there's not, I mean, that's nothing. Yeah. Um, But. Ooh, it does make you burp. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to hold that back so I wouldn't be too rude on air, but that it does have some bubbles. Mm-hmm. You're right. There is a little bit of uh, of the. It's almost like a. It's it's. I don't even know if it's bitterness. More of it is just like a. It's almost like a like a sour bitterness twang kind yeah. of thing. There's just something a little bit at the end. Yeah, a little twang. That's that's kind of what I was picking up with that that twang twanginess. Uh, but again, does don't don't get me wrong. It's not off-putting whatsoever. Okay. Um, yeah, I, it's uh, definitely something that I would want to continue drinking more of. Okay. So that's what let's let's just finish off with the overall satisfaction. Um, satisfied. You're satisfied, right? <laughs> I mean, you just yeah. said it's something that you would like to continue drinking. Yeah. Is this a beer that you could see having more than one in a session? Or, um, or would you have one and then want to move on to something else? That's a good question. And I think with, um, with the levels of carbonation, I might have to finish one, let it sit, let the, uh, relief valves mm-hmm. do their thing yeah. and then move on to another one. Because as far as, I mean, it, it is, it's a little on the bubbly side. Um, it almost kind of reminded me of, and not super dry, but like almost it had some champagne characteristics too. Mm. Not not brute, right? Cause, no, no, no. But, no. um, but yeah, just kind of some some champagne characteristics yeah. to it, like the like the flavors that you might. I like smelling it though. Yeah, it does smell really good. It does, and it it's changing too as it's warming up. Yeah, yeah. We again, um, we tried to get this uh out right out of the fridge. So we basically just got these out of the fridge, and then we let them sit on our desk for the five minutes it took to do our opening, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then we opened them and started drinking. So. Which is the, which is actually the right temperature to drink a cream ale is you, you don't want to have it ice cool, but you don't want to let it warm up too much because then it starts to take away from some of that refreshingness that you get. So it's, for me, I like drinking my cream ales when it's, you know, a little bit colder than, than, uh, than I would if I was drinking a stout or a, you know, a darker beer yeah, that I wanted probably, to warm up and get those characters out. Probably somewhere in like the 40 to 50 degree range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know stouts, you'd probably shoot it, shoot for like 50 to 55 degrees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I'm enjoying this beer quite a bit. Um, but you're right. 
this is for me this is a drink one enjoy it and then mm-hmm. it's like my my intro into you know I, I i get home from work i'm hot sweaty and i i walk in the house what do i grab i'll grab one of these beers and i'll drink this to just to get my system going and, and refreshed and then i might jump to something you know i might throw in a pilsner next and you know the pilsner adds a little bit more bitterness to it you know it still has that lighter uh cereal bready malt character but i'm you know but i'm moving up and then after that i go to to an i you know a hazy ipa maybe a you know scotch yell or something darker if i'm more uh, into that so it's, it's a good starter beer but you're right uh, i think i would just the carbonation level we, anyone who's listened to this show for a while knows that i don't do good with carbonation this one's a little bit high so if i drank two of these i'd be foaming out my nose uh, before the second beer was gone, because yeah, it does you have do just fine with it. It just uh, <laughs> it comes out. Uh, yeah, sometimes inappropriate. Time. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but yeah, it's good. I, my overall satisfaction is very satisfied. I do enjoy the flavors. I enjoy what it does. I think the base beer is solid, and I think that the mm-hmm. the flavoring just complements that base beer and just makes it extra special. And I think uh, it, I haven't rated it yet, but I, I think I'm going to give this a four cap rating. Uh, same same for you same okay. yep As, and I, I i was very much at the point where when you were we were finishing up kind of the tasting notes on it just going okay if i was going to rate this right now what i what would i what number would i put to it mm-hmm. before denny gives me a number <laughs> and starts to influence my uh my well, thoughts no i i shouldn't influence you i just well no you you don't <laughs> i mean you do sometimes uh because <laughs> You know, I, I and I don't and unless you're just a psychopath, it's kind of hard not to get influenced by what other people say when you're mm-hmm. talking about beer. And you know, you could go, "Oh yeah, you know, I get this flavor in it," and go, "Oh yeah, yeah, I totally do too." Uh, so I like to pick a number, write it down, and try to do my own thing. Yeah, well, good. Not be influenced by everybody else. Well, good. So, uh, so we agree on that, and just just to. In case I, I, I've already forgotten what I said at the beginning, I wanted to make sure that we let everyone know that this was a beer that uh, William Schlimmer uh, provided to Chris and I. I might have forgot to say William's name. if I, did, I don't remember if I did or not. But, hey, thank you, William, for providing us those beers. We'll talk about more of those beers here shortly. Uh, and for providing this beer so that Chris and I could both uh, drink it together on air mm-hmm. and give our own tasting notes to uh, to all of our listeners who – may agree or disagree with us, but uh, yeah, we, we enjoyed it. And also, Indeed Brewing is out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, just in case uh, you guys wanted to go uh, track it down and find it. All right. Yeah, that, that was good. That was good. All right. So we're done with the beer. Chris, you're also drinking something else right now, right? What, what, what mm-hmm. else? Why don't you go ahead and talk about the other beer that you'll be drinking during the show? Well, I just... Got that last sip of the uh, pistachio cream ale done, cans gone, um, and I'll kind of go along the same route. Thank you, William. That was a fantastic beer, and for the other beers that you sent to us. So, um, really, that's what you're drinking? <laughs> I see you typing. Yeah. Go on, finish yeah. it. Finish it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good choice. All right, so... And we kind of jumped around a little bit today. So um, going kind of back to the beginning of our intro, I am drinking a, a beer from Cigar City. Uh, it's kind of been a, a, 
a pattern lately, just kind of getting these big <laughs> monster beers taken care of. And I'm at about, mm, I can't see the bottom of this bottle. I probably have about six, 10 ounces, six, maybe eight to 10 ounces left in the bottle and a full glass. So most of this disappeared before, mm. <laughs> before we started. Anyway, it's called, I don't even know how I'm going to pronounce this. It's called a Haltacob. Oh, perfect. <laughs> okay. Bottle number 282 of 1000. And um, there's two sections on this bottle that I want to read. The first is it's a bourbon barrel aged imperial stout with coffee, cinnamon, vanilla, cacao nibs, and chili peppers. And a little snippet that Cigar City put on here. Again, this is from their El Catador Club. Oh, excuse me. Pistachio cream ale's coming up. I know. I keep burping oh. it up. <laughs> All right, and it's a cool little story they put along with it. Um, so with Cigar City, the Hunapu is based off of kind of uh, Mayan, I don't know if it's mythology or Mayan history, so don't criticize me if I screw that up. Anyway, um, this is another beer based off of the <clears throat> off of the Mayans, and it says this imperial stout has been brewed to honor Ahaltakab, a demon inhabitant of the netherworld in Mayan mythology. Cinnamon, vanilla, cacao nibs, and chili pepper additions meet coffee and bourbon barrels in a demonically delectable imperial stout worthy of the, quote, the stabbing demon himself. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a hell of a story to go along with a beer, right? That is. That is. That's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's... Uh, I mean, so far I've been enjoying it it's a little on the sweet side. I'm about halfway through the bottle, and then you were like, "Hey, you need to run downstairs and go get your." Mm. <laughs> okay, um, so guys, it's going to be a good show. All right, <laughs> all right, uh, to go. Anyway, again, we're going to reverse a little bit. Denny, how are you doing today, and what's in your glass? Well, I am doing well, but I am tired. Uh, I work. I mean, I told Chris that I've. I've been slaving away on my house. You know, summertime is a time to get all the house projects done that the wife, uh, you know, makes a list of. And this year, she insisted that I redo the stairs. So we have a two-story house. And we, about five years ago, we redid the stairs and had carpet redone in the stairs. The stairs is the only room and is the only place in the house that has carpet. And the reason why is because my wife doesn't want, you know, she keeps thinking that, hey, if I have any smooth surface stairs, I'll be falling down, a st you know, she'll be falling down the stairs all the time. So she doesn't want to have smooth surface stairs. So she wanted to put carpet back on. Well, we have cats and I have Ooh. this one awesome. Uh, um, That's not the A word I thought you were going to be using. Well, I'll say awesome. <laughs> awesome Russian blue uh, cat called Boris. And he is a great cat, except for a couple, you know, bad habits. One is that he can't walk up or down the stairs without stopping and tearing the crap out of the carpet mm. on the stairs. And I, when we replaced the carpet, I told her, I was like, honey, let's just put something hard, you know, something that's, you know, wood down on the carpet or on the stairs so he won't be tearing it up. We'll be replacing it again shortly. She goes, I found this carpet that is cat proof. It's made from, I don't know, recycled bottles and stuff. And it's got really dense. The cats can't get their claws in. I'm like, yeah, right, whatever. I will say this carpet was fantastic for holding up. It held up really well to uh, foot traffic. And, mm -hmm. I mean, it didn't lose its its uh, whatever pile or whatever they call it, you know, where it sticks up. It's, you know, it, it, it really wore well. But it could not withstand the freaking cat. 
It's because he's Russian. He's Russian, and he likes to tear sh- stuff up. <laughs> Good catch. <laughs> he could not withstand my claws. Yes, yes. So he had eventually worked his way from the top. He starts at the top and works his way all the way down to the bottom, and he had pretty much tore chunks out of the entire carpet. And so we were forced to have to replace it. And she wanted to go carpet again, and I said, honey, I don't want to have to replace the carpet every you know, four or five years because the cat keeps clawing up. So I talked her into doing uh, wood wood stairs. Then I started pricing the cost, it, you know, to do, you know, hardwood stairs. And it, it's kind of expensive. Even if you do the labor yourself, it's very expensive mm-hmm. to buy the material. So we compromise and we're putting down uh, laminate stairs, treads with wood risers that are, that are painted white. Okay. And uh, it's looking really nice. I've got all, pretty much all the work done, except for I'm waiting for the little nose piece to come in from New York. So I, I got everything cut, placed, everything's painted and ready to go. Just waiting for these, this last little piece so I can go ahead and glue everything down and finish it up. Hopefully it comes this week and next weekend I can finish this job and hopefully relax a little bit instead of just working every weekend on projects but you know as soon as i finish one project she'll throw another one at me that's because she loves you yeah yeah but but <laughs> with that big long story being said uh i'm tired i, I worked all I worked on it all weekend we did break 100 degrees again this weekend uh, 101 and on saturday the temperature didn't drop i think it was it was 10 o'clock and it finally dropped to like 97 <laughs> degrees i mean it was hot like all night and then Sunday came and then it just dropped to the high was like 82 or 85, you know, it dropped 15 degrees Sunday. So it was nice. And today it's been a little bit, I think today the high was like 83, 84. So it's not too bad. It's been, you know, going down and then, but, uh, but yeah, it's just, I've been slaving away on that sweating. I lost two pounds in sweat just yesterday alone. (laughs) See, that's why I tell you, if you're going to come visit me, do it in the colder months. (laughs) Because that hundred degrees, you, you know, do you guys deal with a lot of humidity? No, no, that's you're kind one, of a desert, yeah, right? Yeah, that's the uh, that's the benefit of being in Idaho is that the humidity is very low, so we don't have the humidity to deal with. We just have to deal with the the hot heat, and yeah, honestly, so like it, it is easier to deal with. Door. Yeah, it's easier to deal with without that without that mugginess. It's, mm-hmm. it's much easier, and yeah, especially so if it's a breeze. That's again why I say if you're going to come visit us, do it. October, November, December, January, February, March. That's when you guys are dealing with cold Mm -hmm. and I can still wear shorts. Okay. Okay. So keep that in mind. That's what we'll do. That's what we'll do. But now going on to what I'm drinking, now that we've got this review done, I'm drinking uh, Topping Goliath King Sue. Yeah. Uh, Again, this is a a beer that I've had that we do get occasionally here in Boise, so I have had it a few times. But William did throw a can in. And uh, hey, it won't go to waste because I it's love I love this beer. <laughs> so, so again, thank you, William. All right, Chris. So now that I've been chatting up a storm, it's time for you to get your vocal cords all warmed up. It's time to get the conversation started with the Untap the Craft segment and see what our listeners are drinking according to Untapped. Yeah, so I have lubricated my mouth and okay. I am absolutely ready. <laughs> um, so. Uh, so just remember, guys, if you want to be featured on our untapped 
the craft segment. Make sure you follow me on Untapped at MCK1345 and uh, check in anywhere within the 24 hours before we record, which is usually on Mondays, every other Monday. <laughs> um, so we're going to start with Mr. Kevin Page is drinking a sense of somewhat normalcy. God, I wish we were normal right now. Mm -hmm. um, by Burial Beer Company and uh, checked into the untapped at home check-in. Gave it four and a half caps for his beer uh, from Burial. And uh, I don't blame him. I don't think I've had that one, but they, uh, they make some pretty tasty stuff. Mm. Only to be outdone... Kevin Page again, only to be outdone by a local Florida brewery, Arcane Ale Works. Oh. He's also drinking a Fat Clouds by Arcane Ale Works, the only non-burial beer worthy to be in a burial <laughs> glass. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> Five cap rating from, uh, hey, let's toast. Come on, toast. There we go. Give a toast to him. Uh, the next check-in is going to be from Leon Nult. He is drinking a Greetings from Grand Isle by a Parish Brewing Company. He was just in New Orleans recently, and he writes really good stuff. Thanks, Dr. Waite, for telling me to get some uh, four and a quarter caps on that beer. Uh, Parish Brewing Company, they have a uh, an IPA or hazy IPA called Ghost in the Machine. Mm. and I've had many people say, you know what, after I've tasted this beer, I, I've really just stayed away from all other IPAs. So you know what I did, Denny? I went and got one. Oh, how was it? It was all right. <laughs> Didn't live up to the hype. Uh, oh, well, again, at least to me, right? Uh, some IPAs, I absolutely just, I will back up and get behind all day long. Some of them, eh, maybe not so much. Okay. Anyway, on to the next one. Matt Knight is drinking a Black Magic Stout by Empire Brewing Company, and he writes, Missed check-in from last night. A solid stout that's fantastic at proper stout temperature. Oh. Yes, stout temperature is necessary. <laughs> uh, three and three quarter, yeah, three and three quarter caps on that one. I'm glad I'm doing math now because later we are screwed. Mm -hmm. uh, Check-in from me, two, three. Okay, so I've, I'm reading through. I checked into a handful of things. I finally got my last check-ins from when I was in Oklahoma. <laughs> wow, that took a while. Yeah, I mean, I had some... Look, Oklahoma, I, I'll admit, um, I can't say that I was not inebriated for the majority of the trip. Okay. So, trying to, trying to catch up. Uh, John C. Ooh, John, you're checking into one of my favorite beers. Uh, he's drinking a Boris the Crusher Oatmeal oh, Imperial yeah. Stout. By Hoppin' Frog Brewery at the Escape Room in Cleveland. Oh. Again, I don't, I don't know if you check in like I do, or you just because <laughs> I, I checked in at a uh, jujitsu place today. I checked <laughs> in at uh, the DMV. Checked oh. in there today, Damn. and I also checked in my own business today, which was nice. Um, I'll admit, I have had a beer or two at my desk. Yeah. Um, and he writes boozy and sweet raisins with a great creamy dark chocolate four cap rating for Boris the Crusher from Hoppin' Frog in Akron, Ohio. Another check in from me. Uh, Richard Kendall, another one of my buddies in Ohio, is drinking a 400 by Mayflower Brewing Company uh, in his dark horse brewing glass out of Michigan. And he just writes real nice four and a half cap rating on that beer. 
I'm curious to know what 400 is. First of all, it's a double IPA. Okay. <laughs> Excitement's over. Um, John C. So John, he's, John's drinking a beer that, uh, I was really interested in getting for a couple of reasons. One, it was a Maryland brewery. Mm-hmm. Uh, they make a beer called the brewery makes a beer called sweet baby Jesus. Yeah. So, yeah. um, and it was kind of a kitschy beer, like, ah, let's put some glitter in it. And he's drinking a Sour Me Unicorn Farts <laughs> by Duclaw Brewing Company. Um, and if I remember, it's uh, it's labeled as a sour. This glittered sour ale with fruity cereal mashed in. Oh, I wonder what kind of cereals mashed in. Uh, brings a slightly tart sour, a bouquet of fruits. Bouquet, yeah, a bouquet of fruits and a hint of biscuit. A collaboration between Duclaw Brewing Company and Diablo Donuts. Oh. Anyway, there's supposed to be glitter in it. And John wrote, couldn't see any signs of glitter. Definitely a big fruit punch and light tartness. Nothing special. Three and a quarter caps. So, but my friend Sarah Zawadzki back in Maryland got this the other day and said she absolutely loved it. So... Who knows? Um, next on the list, Mr. Buck Buchanan mm. is drinking a Black is Beautiful by Twisted Spike Brewing Company. Um, and he writes simply, great beer for a great cause. No ratings on it. Um, so we'll move on to the next one. Oh, Jeff Seiler. Two things he's got going on for this beer. And it's mostly the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jeff is drinking the Tropicalia by Creature Comforts Brewing just outside of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And it says, tastes like a liquid tropical fruit cocktail. So fruity and hoppy. One of the best tropical IPAs I've ever had. Love this beer. Gave it four and three quarter caps, Jeff. I really want to know why did we miss the last quarter cap? Yeah, if you really loved it, it's five. Yeah. Come on. Um, Best, you know, great however you worded that (laughs) but he poured it into a b cup and he was enjoying it enjoying it out of a b cup and i'm going to save this picture and post it up on our uh, facebook here later save as and he's got his uh tap the craft podcast sticker right next to his b cup oh nice next to his can of tropicalia sweet yeah so got a little set up there four and three quarter caps jeff i gotta know what would make a five cap beer for you? Um, let's see. I gotta. Oh, I like Jeff's. Jeff's check ins are all including that, which is good. I'm gonna continue the check in streak from Mr. Chad Lamasa is drinking a Sunday Feels by Dogfish Head Craft Brewery. Not sure how I feel about this one. <laughs> That's Three my caps. sentiment. That's my sentiment. Every Dogfish Head beer I drink. Oh, really? It's getting to be that way, huh? Actually, the one I really enjoy is that Super 8 when they did that Super, Super 8. Super 8 is good. Yeah, that, that I like one that one a lot. Good. Yeah, I like that one. And do you remember what you can do with that beer? Yeah, we can develop film. You sure can. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. And the beer was, was good. Yeah. I, I believe it has quinoa in it. Yeah, it has quinoa. Yeah. It's got eight different super fruits in it or something like that. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Um, here's a name that I don't get to read a whole lot. Tom Byrne oh. is drinking a, he checked into a couple of beers, uh, the Ranger IPA from New Belgium. 
from 2019, Tom, an IPA from 2019. <laughs> have we not taught you better? <laughs> wow. Well, you know what? It might have held up because that one's, you know, old school. Anyway, he gave it three and a half caps, <laughs> checked in about two hours ago. It looks like he's sitting by a pool, so I don't care what you're doing. If you're drinking a beer by the pool, good for you, man. I'm glad you're seeing the daylight. Um, and then he's also drinking... A B-Sides, False Teaching, Blackberry oh. Pie, Berliner Weiss. What do you give it? Have you tried that beer? I saw my list of new and over. I'm curious what he uh, gave it. Uh, Let's see. I don't want to tell you. You don't want to oh, tell wait. me? No. Um, <laughs> Does he I'm mention gonna... me in it? <laughs> no. Crap, where is it? Uh... Okay, so you rated it higher. Oh. Wow. This that beer to me, well we'll talk about it. Okay. We'll leave it alone. Um so Tom, you rated it four caps. Oh, come on, Tom. It was better than four caps. <laughs> come on, man. Uh he's a he's a he's a uh a, a sour uh you know, mixed culture snob. Okay. Because he does it really good ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um I gotta read this one again from Jeff Seiler again, just because he has the B cup and the tap the craft sticker. Um, he's drinking a boss tweed by old nation mm, brewing company, nice. which also looks like on the can, it has the logo from Ninkasi on it. Oh, really? Maybe. Is that, did they do a collaboration with that beer? That'd be pretty cool. Um, <laughs> oh, that just says old nation brewing. Um, I mean, I'm blowing, blowing up here. What are we doing? I mean, Boss, Boss Tweed, Tweed. That, that's a beer that's uh, one of their staple beers. So I, I didn't think it was a collab, but maybe they. Oh, it's not. No, it's not. I it was just the way the picture was taken. It looked like the end from Ninkasi in the center of it. Oh, okay. I retract my previous okay. comment. Okay. It's yeah. the alcohol talking. Sure. Uh, and he writes, oh, it's Old Nation Brewing, and it's a double IPA with Simcoe, Citra, Mosaic, and Azaka. Mm. Hide the nine percent, so it's dangerous and delicious. Four and three quarters cap. Um, what the hell? <laughs> Four and three quarters caps. Uh, Wait, that was Jeff though, right? Or was that Tom? I say I said Jeff, right? Well, you said Jeff at first, and you said just Tom just now. I'm glad you're paying attention. That was Jeff Tyler. <laughs> um, yeah, Jeff. Four and three quarter caps on that beer. Um, let's see the next one. We're gonna read. I can't spell that one so not, i'm gonna skip that one um simple one i love this one john c is drinking a Bodie by columbus brewing company at the winking lizard tavern okay i kind of miss winking lizard tavern uh thick and big orange marmalade marmalade with a good piney backbone that's a very specific description mm. and i like the description uh four caps on that beer Eric Gronley is drinking a Kolsch by Alaskan Brewing Company. The oh. last year and a half, Kolsch beers have really jumped on my favorite styles list. I've had this one on my beers to try for a while, and it didn't disappoint. What I enjoy the most is the balance between malt versus hops and sweetness versus bitter. But you didn't rate it. Mm. That's okay. It was about an hour ago. Uh, so, Eric, I'm glad you enjoyed that. enjoyed that one. And let's see. Wow, we got a couple more. Nope, we got a couple more. Uh, one more from Buck Buchanan, drinking a Holmes Cool by Prairie Artisan Ales. Um, just 
just writes tasty hazy. And then let's see, we're going to refresh. Did anybody check into anything? Come on, stupid computer. Ah, uh, there we go. Uh, John C., last one, Christmas Ale by Rocky. Wait, Christmas Ale? Mm-hmm. By Rocky River Brewing Company. Great Christmas Pine Soul beer. <laughs> oh, yuck. <laughs> um, that does not sound good. But let's, I, there's conflicting information in this check-in. Okay, so great Christmas pine saw beer. Not a bad thing, but reminds me of a car pine air freshener. <laughs> Goddamn amber spice beer. At least that's what I imagine the GD stands for. Oh, so. wow. But he gave it that's four and a quarter caps that he gave it. So that was a nine, nine minutes ago check-in. <sighs> so you liked it fairly well. Pine saw. Car, car, pine air freshener, goddamn amber spice beer. Yeah, that uh, sounds intriguing. It sounds like something I'd like. Oh, and I got to read this one just because of the name. Buck Buchanan's drinking a fuzz buttles mm. by Prairie Artisan Ales at Prairie OKC. Wait, so you're actually there? Or are you just checking in? Because that'd be kind of cool. Look at him, Mr. Fancy Pants at, at yeah, Prairie. Well, Mr. Fancy Pants, I'm not even going to dig into your check your check in <laughs> too much more because that's what everybody is drinking. Wow. On untapped. Okay. Well, thank you, Chris. Now you need to go ahead and uh, take a couple sips. Mm-hmm. You know, wet that willy. <laughs> Dude, really? <laughs> I was trying not to say lubricate that mouth. So. Oh, yeah, because that made it better. <laughs> wet your willy. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, hey, while you, while you wet your willy, I'm going to go ahead and talk about a couple uh-huh. new and noteworthy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my instructions. I'm going to do the, the beers from our friends, and then I'll let you go do yours, and I'll do my last uh, section so we, it's not all me talking. So all right. I'm going to start off with some, you know, I, I mentioned in the last episode that local uh, listener and friend Tom Byrne, uh, you know, brought over some beers for my birthday from Colorado. And he had some from also from Chicago that he uh, won in a in a bet I th- or in a like a hockey uh, tournament or bet or something like that. Uh, so I'm going to start off with a couple more beers that he provided me in that six pack. So the first beer is from Maplewood Brewing. It's called Melting Mosaic. It's a North or New England IPA. And I gave this beer a four and a half cap rating. And I, I, I kind of write it on tap. I say, damn, this is great. Usually not a huge dank fan, but this one is very good and blends well with the big tropical fruit and citrus hop flavor. So damn good. And from a brewery I've never heard of too. Again, thanks Tom for enlightening me. And uh, they're on my radar now. So yeah, I've never even heard of this Maplewood Brewing, but this beer was fantastic. And I, as I mentioned, I'm not a, I don't mind having a little bit of dankness in my beers, but if it's overly dank, I'm just not going to dig it as much. But this one kind of worked really well. It had that dankness in there, but followed through with a lot of that tropical flavor. So it wasn't overly dank. Uh, and I really, I enjoyed that one. Four and a half cap. Now, as I, you know, just because I got sidetracked here, I did drink another revision. That's not on my list, but I drank a revision. Um, beer that I didn't rate very high last time I drank it a, a year ago or whatever it was, uh, new Tahoe or Tahoe something beer. And, uh, I picked it up again to try it to think, well, maybe I, you know, I was getting a lot of dankness, like it was overly like super dank and I just didn't dig it. So I said, well, let me try another beer, see if it's different this year. So I grabbed the can and drank it, and oh my gosh, I'm so glad I did because that beer was incredible. The dankness was way more mellowed out 
a lot of that tropical, um, what was it, tangerine. It was uh, tropical fruit and a big tangerine character came out in it. I just love that beer. So I just want to let you guys know that if you have a beer that doesn't, you know, tickle your fancy, go ahead and try it again later on. See if they've modified the recipe a little bit and made it a little bit better. And by far, this beer was way better the second time. Okay. Uh, next beer from Tom Byrne. Half Acre Brewing, or actually Half Acre Beer Company. It's called the Crocus. It's a double IPA. If I can find it here. Of course, I'm, I've got so many check-ins. that. Uh, so this one, uh, I gave a four and a quarter rating. This is, it's my first Half Acre Brewing. Uh, thanks, Tom. It's a very flavorful, hazy double IPA. Super smooth, too. Just what I needed after a long day. And this was a good beer. I really like this one. Uh, four, and a, four and a quarter. And the last one that, uh, that, that I drank from Tom's uh, collection that he provided is from another one from Weldworks. I talked about the Juicy Bits last time, which, which just blew my socks off. Uh, this one's their Weldworks Gold Dust Waves, another New England IPA. I said I really like the El Dorado hops, and this beer showcases them. Not an in-your-face hop, but the subtle melon and tropical fruit characters are very tasty and make for a pleasant IPA experience. So again, I gave this one a four-cap rating, uh, but we'll, you know, but again, uh, it's a different, you know, it's a whole different style of New England IPA with with where a hop can make a big difference, right? These are more subtle flavors, not, you know, in-your-face tropical juicy, you know, flavors. So that was from Tom. All right, now moving into some beers that uh, William Schlimmer. Uh, provide to us, uh, he, he, you know, I've I've had on my on my wish list for a long time Three Floyds Brewing's beers, and uh, I've been slowly marking them off my list. And William got me to mark off another beer off of my wish list for Three Floyds, and this is a, one that's been on my list for probably six years or more now. It's been a long time, and it's Three Floyds Gumball Head American Pale Wheat, and uh, you know this is. This beer was was high on my list of, of beers to try, uh, you know, many years ago. But you know how, you know, you put things on your list, and you know, and when you finally get a chance to try them, you you're not you're like underwhelmed. Well, I was afraid that I was going to be underwhelmed with this beer, but I wasn't. This beer held up to my hype and was everything that I love in a good American wheat ale. And so what I wrote on a tap here, I said this beer. Has been on my bucket list for for years. Thank you, William, for letting me check it in or check it off. Uh, it does not disappoint. A fantastic American wheat beer with light, sweet aroma and subtle lemony hop finish and bitterness. I love it. I gave it a four and a half cap rating. So, Gumball Head, if you haven't had it and you enjoy a good American wheat beer, you can't go wrong with this one. Uh, even now, years and years later, after I've been you know wanting to try this beer still holds up to my expectations, and I really enjoyed that one. And the next beer that uh, that I'm going to talk about is Eagle Park Brewing's Milkshake IPA. And this one, it didn't surprise me because I've seen other people checking in, and I saw how their reactions were to it, and I knew it was going to be a good beer. But, I, you know, I'm glad that I got a chance to try it because I think, I think again, we, we might have talked about this beer. I might have made comments on Untapped, and so I was glad that William threw it in, in for my... Uh, in my package, I said, in Untapped, I said, my favorite milkshake IPA to date. B- 
big citrus juicy nose and flavor up front with a super smooth and creamy body and a touch of vanilla for good measure. So again, I gave this one a four and a quarter rating. Uh, really well done milkshake IPA. You know, a lot of the milkshake IPAs are just lackluster in my, in my opinion. They just don't have that creaminess or that lactose doesn't, you know, you know, it still doesn't kind of work out with the IPA, the hazy IPA and the, and lactose and, and that, that, you know, ice cream like flavor. Uh, this one did a really good job. I just loved everything about it. I mean, fantastic job. And the last one is another Three Floyds uh, beer. It's called the Dreadnought Double IPA. And this is, uh, I mean, it's got, it came in a bottle. This is the only bottle he sent it, sent me and it, it survived. And, and I'll tell you what, William did a fantastic job of preparing these, uh, the, the shipment, right? He, that guy's a genius. Yeah. He had everything, uh, vacuum sealed and vacuum sealed bags and, uh, everything came in, in, uh, you know, in one piece. So, uh, this one is so lucky to be able to try another Three Floyds beer because, again, I have a great listener who sent it to me. Uh, thanks, William. Old school double IPA with a prominent malt base and a deep citrus hop flavor. This beer is strong but not overwhelming and takes me back to the old days. And that's exactly what this is. This is an old school double IPA that just, uh, you know, you know, reminds you of what double IPAs were back in the day when they were this really kind of heavy and, uh, and had a really good malt base. You, you, you could taste that malt in there up front and it finishes with some citrus, kind of citrus, uh, uh, candy, like a citrus candy type, uh, finish, like a little bit of sweetness from this, like a citrus, uh, a hard candy, some kind of a orange hard candy or something like that, that has that, that sugary sweetness to it. Uh, but really well, really well done. I really enjoyed that. I gave that a four cap rating. All right, Chris. So there's my first segment of New and Noteworthy. So why don't you go ahead and talk about your New and Noteworthy beers? Yeah. So I want to kind of take a step back and and say that, yes, he did vacuum seal those mm-hmm. beers, mm-hmm. but he also wrapped them in bubble wrap first and then vacuum sealed those beers. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> that was, I, I opened that up and I was like, this is the greatest thing I've seen in quite a long time. So... <clears throat> Uh, my new and noteworthy beers, um, don't have a, t- well, I guess I do have four of them. Look at that. Um, the first one I want to bring up and Denny, I'm going, I'm not going in order on okay. my list here. Yeah. Um, matter. but the first one is going to be from Anthem Brewing. Um, this is one of the beers that Buck actually gave to me it was called the ride or ride or D ride or die PA. <laughs> Perfect. Wow. That's it. Ride yeah. or die. And that was, yeah. So that was, and in, in sober Chris language, it yeah. totally made sense. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So it's, but it's Rye, R Y E apostrophe D mm-hmm. or D apostrophe I P A. I love it. I love the yeah. name. I love um, it. So I got, that was one of the beers that I got to try when we were in Oklahoma uh, that I gave a four cap rating to from Anthem Brewing. And it was nice because the, the, the rye that was in it, Cause I'm, I'm with you. I, I like, I like rye in my beer. Me too. Yeah. And, yeah. and I blame it on you that I do search them out when I'm, you know, out and about. If there's a beer with rye in it, I want to try it because it's, it's not something you see all the time. And normally it turns out to be a pretty good beer. So I ended up giving that one a four cap rating. It was just double IPA, had it by the campfire while we were cooking some steaks. That's good camping, by the way, when you can have steak 
to go along with your camp. Your camping. <laughs> um, the next one I'm going to bring up is going to be, if you guys saw what I posted on Facebook the other day, I brought a keg of it home. Wow. Um, Watermelon Kush by Tampa Beer Works, uh, right down the street from our training facility. <laughs> I mean, I could walk there if I really wanted to. But um, Watermelon Kush, it's a, um, an American pale ale with watermelon. And I don't know if the flavor is real or if it's... It's probably <clears throat> not real. I don't think you can get watermelon. <laughs> Either way. Um, <laughs> The, this beer, I wanted to try it because it sounded good. You know, I was kind of looking for a beer, kind of like what we what we had with that pistachio cream mm-hmm. ale. Like you could mm-hmm. come home, have one or two, and then if you wanted to get into something a little bigger, you could. Um, and it's, I bought a couple. I bought a can of it, and then the next day I went back and bought an actual keg. Wow! So, um, really, just this nice. A lighter, it's a it's a lighty, lighter watermelon flavor to it. Um, I feel like I've said this to a lot of people because people kept asking me about it. Wow, the keg, that beer must be really good if you bought a whole keg of it. Um, yeah, so a nice light watermelon flavor to it. And then there's just kind of this mild hop bitterness at the very end for right now with the, the, way, uh, the way our weather is here, super hot, super humid. If we're sitting by the pool, man, I, I've... I had like two or three of those before we even got on here today. <laughs> All right. And and this has been a fantastic beer. Um, gave it a five cap rating. Um, oh, nice. I, I, I look forward to coming home and pouring this out of, out of, out of the refrigerator. Nice. So, yeah, it's been a fantastic beer. Um, and they, their base beer is just called Tropical Kush, which is just, you know, a, a, a pale ale, which... I didn't rate as high, mm-hmm. but still a pretty solid beer. I think yeah. I rated it like three point seven five. But that watermelon, it just made it just set off set off the beer. Um, the next one we're going to talk about is called Dwarf Invasion wow. <laughs> by by B Nectar Meadery, and it was a cherry mead that was dry hopped. Oh. And I was really surprised by it, uh, but ended up giving it a four cap rating. And um, for those of you who follow me on Instagram, I posted a picture of it. And I just, I, I liked the name of it. A dwarf invasion. I mean, <laughs> I had to, we had to give it a shot. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it turned out being really good. It was, it was, it was just a very good mix of that tart cherry a little bit of sweetness, and then you had some hot bitterness in there. It was all kinds of different flavors working together. And then we're going to talk about a Brett beer. Oh, okay. We're going to talk about a Brett beer. I love Brett. Brett. Oh, yeah. From from William Schlemmer. Ooh. And, and William, I didn't even realize that the beer you sent to me had Brett in it (laughs) until today. Remember, it's... uh, july 13th until today so i found a check-in that you made of this beer that you said chris you might really like this even though it has some brett in it because it's from three floyds Mm. and it's called center square and it's a um well now i really want to look it up just to make sure i don't screw this (laughs) but there was peach involved oh of course of course and i'm all about peaches uh, peach is one of my favorite 
candies, fruits. Uh, if you put it in beer, normally it's pretty good. Um, is a peach Berliner. Mm. And it says on their their description uh, on Untapped, 100% Britannomyces fermented peach Berliner. Tart, fruity, ultra refreshing. And it says, quote, I'm Liberace without a, peri- a piano. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I was absolutely blown away by this beer. Wow. Because I saw peach on there and I went, okay, it's going to be a little sweet, little candy-like. And it wasn't. The peach was still, the peach flavor was still there. But there was like this this bready, um, malty flavor to it. But then there was also this just tart, tart slash sour flavor that was in it as well. And I thought to myself, I was like, this almost tastes like it has bread in it. But nah, that, that wouldn't be right. And I continued, I drank both bottles. Wow. Same day. He sent Damn. me two bottles of that. I rated this four caps. And it's a Brett beer. Wow. So, as I always say, if you say you hate a style of beer, <laughs> you haven't tried the right one. Center square from Three Floyds, a four cap rating with a beer with Brett in it. and. Uh, I'll stand by that. I'll stand by that uh, that declaration all day long. If you don't like the beer style, you just haven't tried the right one. And uh, William, you found the right one for me. Nice. So. Good job, William. All right. Okay. Well, let me finish off my last six beers. <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> I'll go quick. I'll go quick. All right. So the first beer in my uh, in my local co op uh, collection that I've been drinking is from a brewery I've never heard of. Now, every so often, the distributor, somehow we get some random Connecticut beers show up. And now we've got this one from OEC Brewing. And OEC stands for something, uh, uh, Ord- Ordinum Eccentrici uh, Coctors. Coctories. You got that? Yeah. For, these guys are out of Oxford, Connecticut. Uh, it must mean something fancy, but I'll tell you what, uh, the beer, uh, called Cool Ship Lager Black is, uh, a cool ship and open fermented black lager, uh, Czech style black lager at that. And this beer blew my socks off. Uh, so let me read the side of the can here. It says, our Cool Ship Lager Black gains its signature color from the use of European roasted malts. It is brewed using traditional double decoction mash and hopped with fine European noble hops. After the boil, it rests in our copper cool ship for one hour. It is then transferred over to the Boudelo cooler. I don't think I said that right. Boudelo cooler into our open tanks of fermentation. After the cool ship fermentation, using a classic Czech lager yeast, is cellared for several months prior to release. And I wrote on this, lovely dark lager. Wish more breweries offered them great dark most dark uh, malt roast character in aroma and flavor, yet crisp and refreshing. Begs me to take another sip. Five cap rating. This black wow. lager was totally my type of beer, and I, I absolutely loved it, and I couldn't find any reason to dock it a single point. Uh, it tasted fantastic when it was a little bit on the cooler side. Tasted fantastic even after it warmed up. Uh, 16 ounces of total delight. So, 
Uh, anyone out there in Connecticut that can get this OEC Brewing Cool Ship Lager Black, uh, go try it. I think you'll really enjoy it. So back in 2016, Bloomberg.com posted a an article about these guys. Oh. Um, and, and OEC, like you said, stands mm-hmm. for Ordinum Eccentri Coctoris, which loosely translated means the order of the eccentric boilers or brewers. <laughs> okay, okay. So crazy brewers. Yeah, let's, let's go with that. So you guys are uh, you guys are on my list now because that if you're uh, if you're crazy or weird or eccentric, I'm I'm all about it. So yeah. I'm gonna throw this article on our Facebook page okay. now. Do it now. And uh, yeah, that's that's cool. I um I like their label art too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, this label is. I'm saving the can. I just I love. It's just Ooh. got so much going on and just looks. Oh, it looks nice. I like it. So I, I got that can right here saving for for the future. Because, again, oh. beers that kick, that kick ass, I try to save a piece of them if I can. Um, so I wanted to bring something up about saving cans. Like I, um, I don't save bottles or I don't save cans. My biggest thing in the past has really been saving bottle caps. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I know I talked to you and I talked to John. Uh, I've talked to a few other people, and people have actually sent me bottle caps and stuff. And I think I've probably got five or six gallon Ziploc baggies, like in my garage, in a <laughs> like a Rubbermaid container of just bottle caps. I swear, one day I will do something with them. But my biggest thing now is I've been finding um, like labels on bottles of beer that are you know not screen printed, and not worthy enough for your wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've turned them into magnets. Oh, a couple. I have uh, two uh, two beers so far that I've done it with. One was one of the El Catador beers that I drank on the show a couple weeks or a couple episodes ago, and um, one was from Hidden Springs. So I just took the labels off, put them on the um, magnet sheets, and it's on my beer fridge. Nice. Because I figured, you know, if I wanted to do that, I. I wanted to put stickers on my beer fridge, but when my beer fridge dies, yeah, you don't want to be able those. to take those stickers off. Yeah, yeah. So I decided to make some magnets. So I'm going to be selective with them. I uh, got one or two, and then uh, we'll see what we do with those. Sweet, sweet. All right. Let me get my next beer here. That was that that was a little bit longer than I was hoping, but hey, a five cap rating. I got to explain it, so that's why I did that. Now let's talk about the beer that uh, old Tom Byrne just kind of, uh, you know, sh- sh- just gave it a four-cap rating. Uh, Will and Empire <laughs> L-Crafts, False Teaching, Blackberry Pie, Berliner Weiss. Uh, this beer uh, was fantastic. And I try a lot of Will and Empire's different, you know, one-off things. And sometimes they hit it. Sometimes they don't. Uh, but this one... I think they finally found a, the magic secret and made this this Blackberry Berliner Weiss something really special. And uh, I gave this a half cap higher rating than Tom. I gave it four and a half cap. So I I, uh, I really enjoyed this. I said uh, it's a bit heady. It did have a lot of head. It I I mean this head was huge. I think it's because of the extra you know, fruit in there gave it a little bit of extra head. But it's an incredible beer. They nailed the style. Just enough tartness up front with the blackberries followed and a smoothie like flavor and mouthfeel yummy four and a half cap rating um this is what i imagine those you know florida vices that you are drinking 
you know, there tastes like, right? Just have that, that little bit of tartness up front with a nice berry flavor in there and, and not finishing off too sour kind of finishes off, uh, you know, cleanly. And it, it, this one, the, the mouthfeel was like, a, you know, a bit, um, bulky, like, like I'm sure they must have had some lactose in there to kind of soften it up, uh, and, and also, uh, bring down some of that, the tartness from the blackberries to be a more, uh, you know, reasonable tartness. But man, I absolutely love this beer and I'll drink, uh, a few of these, uh, if I have the chance. But yeah, I want to put that one out there for our Boise, uh, peeps out there that, that want to try a really good blender of ice. Uh, next one is a beer I've been looking for for a long time, and I I hadn't found it until last Saturday. And this is from uh, Iron Horse Brewing. They're out of a Washington State uh, brewery. I drink their Irish Quilter's Death, which is what this base beer is. This beer is bases, which is a, a you know it's 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 an unclassified style, but it's just like a dark strong ale. And uh, this is called the Aloha Death, uh, dark ale with coconut. And uh, this. This beer has not been getting a lot of uh, higher ratings. You know, I think Tom didn't like it very much, if I remember correctly, and some other of my friends on Untapped, you know, didn't think much of it. But I'll tell you what, I really enjoyed this beer. It really, it had, uh, it had that dark ale uh, base that I really enjoy, with a with a hint of coconut in that in there too. Not overwhelming coconut, just enough to say, yeah, there's some coconut in the background, and it just was a really good beer. I gave this a four and a quarter cap rating. I really enjoyed it. The next beer is from Portland Brewing, uh, not brewery, but a Portland brewery called Occidental. I've talked about Occidental Brewing many times. They make some fantastic lagers and pilsners and, and Hefeweizens, a lot of good German beers. And I had a chance. I saw this one I hadn't had and I picked it up and I'm not, I'm going to kill the name because I don't speak German, but it's speak. <sighs> Spies, Spies Kammer. Yeah, I'm going to say Spies Kammer. Spies Kammer. Spies Kammer Keller Spies beer. It's a Keller beer. And, uh, it's, uh, it's their two year, or no, shoot, what is it? Nine year anniversary. Their nine year anniversary beer. And I'll tell you what, I really enjoyed this beer. Um, let's see if I can find my check into it. I can tell you what I, Liked about it. Of course, some dead air here. Okay, so uh, made made my okay. Blah blah blah. Well, I I don't say much about it, but this is just a good killer beer. Uh, I, I gave it a four and a quarter rating. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know much to say about it. It's just a good, you know, a good beer. Uh, next one is from Mad Sweet Brewing. Now, black is beautiful, right? It's uh, a lot of breweries are uh, producing a, a dark beer. Uh, and paying and, and using the, the proceeds to, uh, to, um, give to some charity that supports, uh, some minority Black Lives Matter type stuff. And so Matt Swede did theirs called Black Beauty and they went away from like a stout or porter. They went with a black IPA and everyone knows I love black IPA. So I couldn't pass up the opportunity to get a black IPA. But of course, uh, they're only selling it in, you know, in uh takeaway growlers so i had sarah i sent my wife to go to the brewery and fill up my my growler 64 ounces of this beer um 
I was hoping I was going to be able to drink it with a friend, but it didn't work out. He wasn't able to come over. So I ended up drinking 64 ounces of this Black Beauty oh, by myself <laughs> in one, well, almost one night. I had just a, like a half a glass left the next day I finished off. Uh, and of course it was flat, but it still tastes a good flat. But, uh, I said, I couldn't pass up a black IPA when available. And this one rocks big, bold, dark roast flavor up front with a nice hoppy citrusy bitterness. And the finish has a light, dark chocolate in there too. Lovely beer now to drink 64 ounces tonight. And I gave this a four cap rating. Uh, again, a, a, a really fantastic beer. I just wish more breweries did. Uh, Cascading Dark Ales or, or Black IPAs because I think it's a, a fantastic style. Just not, I just had it, I did have trouble drinking that much. It's, it's a heavier beer. It's got, you know, it's got that dark malt in there. It's got a, a pretty good IPA base. I mean, after I got done with my third, you know, thir- third and a half glass, I was done for the night. I couldn't finish off that last half a glass <laughs> because it was just too much beer for one person to drink. Uh, again, a guy that has been really enjoying lighter session golden ales, blonde ales, and lagers lately. Uh, I, I still throw in IPAs in there, but drinking a, a growler for me was, was tough, but it was good. And the last beer I'll talk about is from a brewery that for me is hit or miss. And I, and I pretty much only pick up things I think I'm really going to enjoy. I don't, I don't, uh, go with things that, that might be out there. And that's Evil Trent or Evil Twin Brewing. And this one is called Wet Dream. <laughs> it's a coffee brown ale. So again, the name got you, huh? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. Hey, who doesn't want a wet dream? Right. Uh, in fact, uh, in my comments here on Untapped, I said my first one in, in my first one and I don't remember how long. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I, I think I got lucky. This batch is tasty with a citrusy coffee aroma and flavor. And not overly bitter. This brewery hit is hit or miss with me, but this beer hits. A nice change of pace and a twist on a coffee beer. And what I liked about this coffee beer is the coffee wasn't overly overwhelming, and it wasn't. It didn't bring a lot of bitterness to it. I read this beer has been remanufactured quite a bit over the years. Like it has a long. It looks like it's been going on for quite a while. But I've seen when I was going back and seeing what other people wrote about it. It it looks like that this beer has has kind of adapted and changed over the years, and now that I think they found the magic touch where you don't have too much bitterness coming from the coffee. It's more of a mild, light coffee flavor in there with that, like I said, that citrusy hop flavor. They they bring it with some some citrus type hop that just gives you a little citrus finish in there, and it just it just works. It just is really good. Who would have guessed? You know, adding a little citrus to your coffee would be good. But man, this beer uh, was really good. And I gave this one a four cap rating. There you go, Chris. That's my Ooh. new annoyworthy. My new annoyworthy. Just those couple, huh? Just those couple, <laughs> yeah. But hey, I told you we we're going to talk beer. But let's get, uh, let's get rolling. Uh, some feedback. Um, no voicemails. Hey, guys, go out there and leave us a voicemail. If, if you leave me a voicemail, then we'll send you some stickers. Hey, we're not, we're, you know, get something for, for that work of, of leaving that voicemail. So uh, I'll tell you how to get that, uh, leave that voicemail here shortly. But we did have some feedback from our buddy Chad Lamassi. He wrote us an email. So Chris, why don't you go? I just got done talking a bunch. Why don't you go ahead and read the email that Chad wrote us? Sure. Hey guys, I didn't feel like calling it in, but wanted <laughs> to leave some feedback. 
Actually, you know what I should do? I should call the voicemail line right now, and then <laughs> I'll read his email, or I'll read his, yeah. Anyway, I didn't feel like calling it in, but wanted to leave some feedback. Since you haven't been getting much lately, it's kind of harsh. Mm-hmm. Um, for our 18th anniversary, my wife, Cindy, signed me up for a beer of the month club for six months. The first month, I got two beers from two breweries, four beers times three of each for a total of 12 beers. Two were from Carson's Brewery out of Evansville, Indiana, and two were from Lazy Magnolia out of Kiln, Mississippi. All four were good, but I liked the Southern Pecan and Good Bug, which was my favorite of the four from Lazy Magnolia the best. That is actually a good beer. I've had that one Yeah, before. I've heard that one before, yeah. So here's the rub. I just got my second month delivery. Two of the beers were from Three Sheeps Brewery in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Great brewery. Uh, Dustin Hoffman, yeah. one of our listeners, yeah. used to work for them. I don't think he does anymore, but uh, uh, he used to work for them. We met them out in Asheville mm. a couple years ago. The other two were from Heavy Seas Brewery in <laughs> Baltimore. For those of you who don't know, Chad lives in uh, a town just north of Baltimore. Uh, but the other two are from Heavy Seas in Baltimore. That's ridiculous. Someone should be checking where people are from so they don't send beers from their home state. Even worse, they are available up and down the East Coast and in Missouri. There's no reason for me to get these beers. <laughs> Guess what, Chad? I get Heavy Seas here in Florida. What about you, Denny? <laughs> no, I don't get it here. Okay. Yeah. So hopefully I don't get any more Maryland beers in the remaining four months. I also wish it was one beer from four different breweries as opposed to two from two, but it's still cool to have a beer delivered to my door. I guess that's it. I guess that's it for now. Take care, guys. Yeah, I guess that's a risk you take when doing these clubs is that you're at the, the mercy of whoever decides to pick the beers. And I agree with you, Chad. If I was to join a club, I would rather, well, I would rather get more variety from, you know, more variety of breweries. Maybe not three beers of each, you know, two breweries, two beers each, three of them. Maybe they give you, you know, if you're getting, uh, how many beers are you getting? 12? 12. 12 beers. Or is it 24? Yeah. 12? Uh, There's math in there. I know. I I don't want to do math. Yeah, I can't do math right now. Four beers times three of each. So total of 12. Yeah. So I would rather get maybe uh six different breweries or even three different breweries two beers a piece mm-hmm. that doesn't work that's, out the that's, eight, that's 18 that's 18 though so yeah math isn't working but you know what i mean yeah because what if what if they send you a brewery that you would love to get and you only get one beer from them and you're like oh damn i really want three floyds because i can't get it but they only sent me one beer and it wasn't the one i wanted it was yeah. some other beer now that's you have a chance to get that's one of the reasons I stopped ordering from Tavor because they started sending me beers that uh, I would see on the shelf at like the local total wine and more like two months later. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they're yes, Chad, they are flawed, <laughs> uh, but they're all, they're also but, human, but there is no <laughs> excuse for them to be sending beers from Maryland to a Maryland resident. Come on. That's just, that's just lazy. You know, I don't know if it's lazy. Like, how many of these memberships are they sending out every month? Yeah, that's true. And they don't want to be having special, yeah, special orders for, you know, swapping things up. But I don't know. 
I don't know. And, yeah. and, and that's, I got to imagine that's tough to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, let us know what other great beers you get during this club for the next four months that you, you get it. And hopefully there won't be any more that you can get locally. Like next, next they're going to be sending you uh, flying dog beers, right? Yeah. There's a lot of there. You get some raging bitch in there. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what the heck? <laughs> uh, so, all right. Well, that's it. That's all of our feedback. But hey, I'm glad that Chad felt the love and sent us some feedback so we could read on the air. But if you would like to contact the show with your comments or questions, you can reach us through email at tapthecraft@gmail.com or just tweet us on Twitter. Just tag us at Tap the Craft. Or feel free to follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tap the Craft. And don't forget, we do have that voicemail number. You can call us at 208-536. Yes. Yeah, you got to call Tap the Craft, right, Denny? That's right. Yeah. At 208-53-Oddly. <laughs> 53-Oddly. Leave your feedback. Get your voice heard on the air. And for doing that, I will send you some limited edition tap the craft vinyl stickers so you can stick it on whatever you want to stick it on and we want to thank open forum radio network for supporting the show they provide the hosting space at openforumradio.com and we invite you to check out the other shows on the network all right well now it's time for the brew buzz and the brew buzz is devoted to discussing various beer related topics and this week we discuss hops our first hop session where we pull a few hops out of the bag and discuss their characteristics this week we're covering the three C hops, Cascade, Centennial, and Columbus. So, again, I'm not an expert on this stuff, so I have to go out there and find information. So I'm pulling this information from two different websites, freshhops.com page called Hop Variety Descriptions and hoplist.com's page, Hops Variety. So, again, these are two places that sell hops that have a, a nice little uh, you know, collection of information about these hops that I can put together and let you guys know about, you know, what these hops are about. So hops can be divided into three different categories. You can have aroma hops, you can have bittering hops, or you can have dual purpose hops. Aroma hops have a lower alpha acid, uh, lower alpha acid percentage and an oil profile associated with good aroma. These hops are generally used as a finishing or conditioning hop. The bitter hops have a higher alpha acid percentage, and these hops are generally used in the boiling process to extract bitterness. And the dual-purpose hops have the qualities of both aroma and bitter hops, and they're both aromatic and bittering. So that just kind of gives a little, I'll read this before each section or each session we have, just so you guys can get a recap on what the different hop characteristics are. So let's go ahead and start with the 3C hops. And uh, Chris, I'll start off with this one. I'll let you read the next one. Is that okay? Yep. All right. So I'll start off with the first C and the three C's is Cascade Hops. And we're talking about the U.S. version. I guess there's also a New Zealand version. I think that's right. I think New Zealand has a, a version of Cascade. We're not talking about those. We're talking about the U.S. version. Uh, they are a very successful and well-established American aroma hop developed by Oregon State University's breeding program in 1956. And they're made from uh, Fuggle and Serenbrianca, which is a Russian v variety, but not released for cultivation until 1972. So they were, they were developed in 1956, but they weren't released for cultivation until 1972. So that's a long time before getting these things out in the wild. It has a flowery and spicy citrus-like quality with a slight grapefruit characteristics that creates a wonderful bouquet of Cascade hops. The Cascade represents about 10% of all hops grown in the United States. So this is obviously 
one hop uh, that takes a pretty demanding uh, role in, in the hop production. And, of course, it's the brew- home brewer's number one hop. This is the number one hop that is used in home brewing. So it's a dual-purpose hop. So that kind of explains why home brewers would really appreciate this hop, is that you can use it for bittering and flavoring at the same time in aroma. Uh, styles used in primarily in pale ales, IPAs, barley wines, and porters, you know, or stouts, or even brown ales. Maybe it was used a little bit in uh, in that uh, brown ale I had from Wet Dream. Uh, it's also, you can also substitute Centennial, Amarillo, Columbus, and Autonom. Autonom hops in its place if you need to uh, get a similar profile. The alpha acid range is between 4.5 and 7% max alpha acid. So this is a really lower alpha acid uh, hop. So it's not going to give you that big, bold bittering that you'll get with the other ones that have higher uh, acid. This will give you more of the aroma and the flavoring. So that's the, that's the first one, the Cascade. So, Chris, why don't you go into the Centennial? Yeah, so let's talk about some Centennial hops. Um, the American Aroma Type Variety bred in 1974 and released in September of 1990 by S.T. Kenny and C.E. Zimmerman. Why can't we just use their first name? <laughs> Uh, they are the bre- uh, the breeders of this variety. The genetic composition is three quarters Brewer's Gold and three thirty seconds Fuggle, one sixth East Kent Golding, and one thirty second uh, Bavarian, and one sixteenth Unknown. Wow, dun, dun, that's dun. quite a breakdown, huh? Seriously, <laughs> three thirty um, seconds. <laughs> three thirty seconds. It's very specific. Um, flowers and citrus are the most evident aromas. It has a medium aroma with mid to high bittering value. Uh, Centennial is a much celebrated hop in its versatility with its depth of bitterness and forward aroma, two characteristics that balance each other beautifully. Mm. Centennial is often referred to as a super cascade since it has such a strong citrus aroma. So the category that this this hop would fall into is dual purpose. And the styles you would see this used in is going to be ESBs or extra special bitters, barley wines, imperial stouts, IPAs, or pale ales. Uh, some of the substitutes you could look for, uh, Chinook, Galena, Nugget, Zeus, Columbus, or Cascade. Sounds like they're starting to, uh, one can go yeah. in place of the other. That's right. Um, <laughs> and on the scale for alpha acids, at minimum, they're going to be about 9.5. And at maximum, they're going to be at about 11.5. Yeah. So it's uh, a little bit higher uh, minimum alpha, alpha acid. So it's going to give you a little bit more of that bittering punch that you want if you really want to, you know, amp up that IPA. But still gives you that aroma. It's not too too much. So yeah, Centennial. I think. I, and again, I got this in order of like the more mild, more aroma, but you know, and all, but also average bittering. Then you have the the uh, the one that's you know goes into a little bit more bitterness, raises up a little bit, but also a, a much stronger aroma. And now I'm going to go into the Columbus hops. Uh, the Columbus hops, uh, also known as or better known as CTZ hops which CTZ stands for Columbus, Tomahawk, and Zeus. Uh, And I'll talk about that here in a minute, about why we have three different hops in one hop variety. Uh, Columbus uh, hops rank high on the bittering scale, yet are also valued for its oil content, which creates a hop that is an interesting dichotomy of sharp and herbal. Uh, It features a punchy hoppiness and deep, pensive aroma, 
and understated citrus notes perfect as a dual-use hop. Commonly used late in the boil and when fresh, Columbus has an herbal flavor with a lemon citrus back note. I like those lemon citrus little back notes they talk about, so I think I kind of enjoy this Columbus hop uh, when I have it in, you know, in, in beers. Uh, the exact lineage of the prepare, pre- <laughs> the exact lineage of the proprietary hop Columbus is unknown. Its namesake was created in part as a result of a legal dispute between Hop Union and Yakima Chief when both parties attempted to patent the same hop. Yakima Chief's variety was named Tomahawk. After an agreement was reached, both names were registered. They technically are the same hop, however. So basically, Zeus, Tomahawk, and Columbus are all pretty much the same hop for the most part. Uh, and that's why they call them CTZ hops. They kind of any of those varieties you just get in a CTZ hop, so you can just, you know, they all share the same, pretty much the same characteristics. Again, it's a dual-purpose hop used in imperial brown ales, barley wines, imperial stouts, American ales, and a regular stout. And uh, substitutes for this, Cascade or Centennial. So pretty much, as Chris already hinted at, all three of these can be used interchangeably. Just that if you are going to, if you have a, a recipe that's mainly focused on Cascade, you have to be careful that you might get a little bit more bittering out of Centennial and, and Columbus that, that you would get if you just had the Cascade. So I guess you have to play with the, the timings on that so you don't overdo it. Now, the minimum alpha acid percentage in this one is 14, the max is 17. So this alpha acid range is way up there at the higher end of that uh, than the other two. So it's definitely on the high end. So again, light, medium, and and heavier on this uh, these styles. So there you go. Quick and dirty on the three C's. Now, why do we start with the three C's? Because this is kind of, you know, what the flavors that in, in, that you'll see in a, a lot of beers you drink. Now, as we go in, I'll go ahead and I'll pick, I'll pick, handpick some hops that may have similar flavors or maybe opposite in flavors, but ones that you hear a lot when you are reading ingredients into beer, like Amarillo and Simcoe and Citra. You know, these are, these are hops that, that, uh, you, you know, are mosaic. You hear a lot of these, these, uh, buzzword hops, you know, called out. Well, we'll go ahead and we'll just go ahead and throw a few of those in and let you guys understand what, what you're going to get, uh, aroma and flavor, um, you know, with those. And again, the, we'll, we'll keep showing, you know, providing you with these alpha acid numbers. Not that you're going to remember them, but just so you have an understanding of, of how the hops are a little bit, you know, different in these oils and and uh, uh, and acids that they have in, inside them to give them the more pungent uh, flavors. Okay, so that's it for our brew buzz segment. Anything you want to add in there, Chris? You have any experience with these hops that you uh, that you like or dislike? I can say that I've used them all. Okay, okay. <laughs> but other than that, uh, no. you don't you don't have a favorite. You have a beer that that you that really you think. Uh, worked out really well because you chose or it uses that that hop versus another one no i i really can't and just kind of the 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 stage where i'm in in the in the home brewing world i i, I take the hops that are given to me and put them just, in when i was okay. told okay okay <laughs> so i don't look at it and go yeah you know what when we put those cascade hops in there that time that made the biggest difference in the in the whole beer well i think you can just pick out if you if you pick out a flavor that you really enjoyed, you might then look at the hop and say, wow, this fl- this hop provided an extra bit of this that I really like. And that, that might help 
you know, I don't know. That's what I, when I, when I do end up home brewing, uh, I, I am going to focus on these hops to make sure I can pull out the characters that I really enjoy when I drink, you know, that style of beer or whatever. So I can try to make it my own, right? You know, I'll, I'll take their advice, maybe make it once with the way that it's supposed to be made. And then I'll go ahead and, and try it again with a different hop and see if I can modify it to give it a little bit different punch uh, of a different flavor that I'll appreciate. All right. Well, let's move into the next segment, which is our check it out segment. We don't do a lot of check it out segments because there's, you know, sometimes, well, sometimes we just talk about things to check out randomly through our conversation. But now I actually have a check it out that I want to talk about. And, and check it out usually focuses around websites, podcasts, publications, applications that you might want to use in your craft beer journey. So I'm going to talk about a podcast that I've been listening to for the last couple months now. And uh, I, I've really enjoyed, uh, you know, everyone's always asking me about other beer podcasts that they, you know, because we only come out every two weeks that they want someone else to fill their ears with, with craft beer. No, there's nothing else out there. I know. We're the only. I know. We're the biggest. We're the best. So um, I, I'm, I'm going to bring you a podcast, a craft beer podcast, that uh, it's not for everyone. And it's because it's focused on uh, on the Boise and Idaho area. So if you live in Idaho and Boise, you're going to probably gravitate to their interviews and their topics more because you have an invested interest in learning about what they're interviewing and stuff. So you can go and try them yourself and, and get some more insight. So it's the the podcast is called Brewnomics. And again, it's a local Boise podcast is, has a gang of hosts with a passion for good beer and comics, like comic books. Thus the name Brewnomics, Brew and Comics. And they do, uh, they've been going on for about uh, 18 months now. And during the COVID crisis, they have teamed up with a local bar. The bar's called The Lounge at the End of the Universe to host a variety of interviews with breweries and businesses around the area. And this is where uh, you know, I was listening to the podcast before they started the interview series, and I was like, uh, you know, there's parts of it I really I enjoy, and parts that I I kind of like zoned out and did other stuff. Uh, but it wasn't until they really started doing these interviews that I was really enjoying learning about these these breweries and these businesses, and I I just really have have uh, have enjoyed this uh, this these segments. Now, I I hope they can continue this along. Once COVID is over and they can continue getting these interviews and, and bring, uh, you know, bring knowledge about, about these businesses. But, uh, why am I bringing this to you now? Because this last week I listened to an episode that really, I really enjoyed. And it was an episode that surprised me that I enjoyed it so much because it wasn't necessarily, it wasn't a brewery they were interviewing. They were interviewing a local peanut parlor or peanut shop called the city peanut shop. And when I first saw the app come, you know, the, the, the podcast come up in my thing and it said, uh, you know, the peanut, the peanut shop interview with the guy from the peanut shop. I was like, Ooh, I don't know if I really want to learn about peanuts. Right. I mean, it didn't really, it wasn't catching my, my interest, but because I always like to try things, I said, okay, let me listen to it. If I get, you know, 10, 15 minutes into it and it's not catching me, I'll just turn it off and, and, you know, move on to the next, the next thing. But guess what? It did catch me and I 
thoroughly enjoyed the interview because I I just thought that they brought I mean the story was interesting how how he chose to uh you know to go ahead and 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 open a peanut shop in downtown Boise and uh you know and who who goes to a peanut shop right that's an old school business that was done in the olden days in small in small towns that you know have local businesses that you know people would go and do peanuts he turned it into a from a peanut shop that did a few things knowing nothing about making peanuts right making flavored peanuts or and and foods and stuff with it to experimenting and because he wasn't a chef and didn't know the right way of doing things he was doing things wrong that was working and made these concoctions of peanuts and flavors that go very well with beer and listening to them taste these peanuts these different flavored peanuts with different beers and how well they paired together and stuff very very interesting i really enjoyed it and i loved hearing the history i'm a big history buff anyway i love history so anytime i can hear about you know how things get started and 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 work it i really enjoy it so i just want to pass this along to you brewnomics i'll have a link in the show notes if you guys want to go find it and try them out yourself again they're hyper local but they do talk about other beers around the west coast area that they that they'll bring on the show and talk about beers from washington oregon california uh, Nevada, uh, Utah, and Idaho, and even uh, I think Wyoming. They even got you know they get they get it all around around the state of Idaho. They do bring beers in, but they do have a focus on on interviewing Idaho breweries. So there's a lot of good interviews. Uh, Mother Earth Brewing, Four uh, C Brewing, uh, Loose Screw Brewing, um, the, oh Spitfire Pizza, another local small pizza shop that uh, does Detroit style pizza. Uh, I never even heard of Detroit style pizza, but now, you know, I've, every time I've tried to go into the Spitfire pizza, uh, it's always crowded and I, there's nowhere to sit. So I end up walking out and go into another pizza place because I don't want to wait until a table opens up. Uh, eventually I'll make it there and I'll try their pizza because it sounds really good. So, hey, check out Brewnomics podcast. Have you listened to any of their podcasts yet, uh, Chris? I have not. I okay. did see that they've been uh, interacting with us pretty regularly on Facebook. Though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I, uh, you know, I, I wanted to share them on our Facebook page, so I went ahead and did that, and on Twitter, too. And uh, eventually, once this COVID crisis stuff is under control, uh, and I feel more comfortable, you know, getting together with with other people, I like to maybe do a mashup with them, a podcast mm-hmm. between us and them, at least with me. And maybe if they can, if we can connect with you, Chris, we can, you can join in too. But you know, they have a recording studio that they go to. Well, they go to that lounge and they have like a, they do a YouTube video. So you can actually watch them on YouTube if you want to watch the, the interview. But I just listen to them on podcast because I'm not much of a, I don't have time to sit in front of a screen and watch. I usually do my podcast while I'm moving around and doing stuff. Yeah, me too. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, they, they, they have a, a st- home studio that they all get together and record. And they also do some recordings at another, uh, local bar, homestead bar and grill before the COVID hit. They were doing that. Those were a little bit more tougher to listen to because the noise was really loud and it was hard to to focus uh, on what's going on. But I really like the lounge uh, at the end of the universe interviews. Okay, Chris, guess what? I haven't talked too long because we still have 20 minutes before we hit the two-hour mark. What? Yeah, so we still have time to do the uh, craft beer article. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, Chris, again, I just got to – I'm going to change it up. I'll let you go ahead and start. And then where I was going to have you 
I'll we'll switch up. places. I'll just take. I'll just take. Easy enough. Place. Yeah. We'll we'll switch places. Okay. All right. So the uh, article we're going to talk about is uh, titled "Deschutes Brewery." Deschutes. Yeah. Yeah. Releases non-alcoholic Irish stout, and it's found on the Brew Public website. So last month, Deschutes celebrated 32 years as a trusted craft brewery. Black Butte Porter, the beer that put the small town brewery on the map in the 80s, remains the number one selling porter in the U.S., even though it only resides in two-thirds of the country. (laughs) That's impressive. Yeah. Um, Through three decades of innovation and experimentation, Deschutes has remained committed to extending their pursuit of quality to non-traditional craft beer styles that offer a unique value to their customers. Recently, Deschutes embarked on a new quest where the goal was simple, but lofty, to create a high-quality, non-alcoholic beer that rivals the experience of a full-strength craft beer. That's ballsy. (laughs) Uh, Deschutes introduces a non-alcoholic Irish stout, a traditional Irish-style stout with coffee-like roasted malt character, light chocolate, and a dry light body drinking experience. For decades, the most prevalent non-alcoholic beers have been lager styles. Deschutes paved the way for for craft with Black Butte Porter, a beer among lagers and believes with their long-standing commitment to quality and reputation in the craft beer, craft brewing industry, they can do this again in the non-alcoholic craft beer segment by bringing a more flavorful craft drinking experience to this growing category. This has been a passion project for me, said Veronica Vega, new product development director for Deschutes. It's a way for us to connect with a growing population of people, including young people who are looking to reap the health benefits of an alcohol-reduced or alcohol-free lifestyle and still enjoy the act of drinking beer. Yeah. Yeah. Studies show that currently 22% of millennials say they are drinking less alcohol and the majority indicate it's for health and wellness reasons. Quitters. Yeah. And craft beer trends (laughs) indicate growth in non-alcoholic beer. Now, I think that's BS, man. Millennials are drinking. Well, they're drinking more than anyone I thought, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is. uh, Oh, but you know, only 22% say so. There's 78% that are yeah, 78% are drinking heavily. So that makes sense. Okay, but the shoots couldn't do it alone without special technology required to produce a beer with no alcohol. The brewery partnered with Sustainable Beverage Technologies to utilize their proprietary Bruvo process that. Gently manages alcohol content while maintaining flavor and aroma. The beer fully ferments after all processing takes place, and then a proprietary technique preserves the mouthfeel. The process we selected was based on producing the best flavor enough to surprise our customers that we are that the beer indeed is non-alcoholic, says Vega. The Bruvo process was developed by Sustainable Business Technologies founder Patrick Tatera who combined his passion for home brewing and expertise in engineering to create his patented brewing process that the most environmentally friendly and sustainable. While working with a consortium of breweries on various development projects, we discovered that the Bruvo technology, while developed for production of full-strength beer, 
was capable of producing the best tasting NA beers on earth, says Tatera. Peter Bookert and uh, Grady Hole, formerly of New Belgium Brewing, helped us prove our NA beer capabilities for matching the full flavor spectrum to a full strength beer. Sustainable Beverage Technologies later developed a non-alcoholic beer that looked that took home gold, took home a gold medal in the National Craft Beer Competition, Best of Craft Beer Awards, where they competed against full-strength beers in the session beer category. Wow, that's yeah. I guess they'd have to do because there's no real NA beer category, so it has to be like a session beer. So if you're under four percent or four and a half percent, which non-alcoholic is, and you can win that category, that's pretty good. All right, the Shoots is releasing their non-alcoholic Irish Stout this Wednesday, July 8th, so it's already been released, direct to consumers through their website with a consumer response program to gather their feedbacks before a larger release later this year. It will also be available for purchase through the Shoots Brewery pubs and tasting rooms while it lasts. So I haven't gone back to the website since I added it. I think I, I added this uh, article to, to our show notes uh, before Wednesday the 8th. And, oh, no, I actually did it Wednesday morning, the 8th. I added it, and there was still no, I couldn't order the beer from the website. But I believe you can only order it if you're if you're actually an Oregon resident. Uh, they don't ship beer outside of the state. So, uh, yeah. yeah, so I won't be able to try it. But what do you think, Chris? Um, is this something you try? I'd try it. Yeah. Uh, I would absolutely try it. Uh, I'm going to click the shop for beer link on their website. Uh, just yeah, It's going so. to tell you they don't ship to Tampa. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh, oh, there's a tab for non-alcoholic beer. Look oh, okay, that. they must have added that then because that was not there when I went there Wednesday. A six-pack is going to run you $11.99. That's same. Yeah, so, it's, so you're paying the same price or a little bit, the same about the same price that you would for an alcohol beer. We are currently available. We're, uh, we are currently able to ship this item to all states, except they they misspelled Arizona oh, on their website. Okay, uh, Arizona, Georgia, Idaho. Sorry, oh. yeah, Kansas, Tennessee, and Texas. I can get it. Okay. I want. Oh my God! I wonder how much it's going to cost to sh- to <laughs> ship this to my house. It well, might. We'll... It might. Yeah. I don't know if you really want to ship a. Non-alcoholic beer and pay the twenty dollars shipping, but yeah, it's probably expensive. One city, Brandon. Let's ship it to a business. Maybe that'll make it better. And shipping for a twelve pack. Oh, eleven eleven twenty seven is going to be. Oh. Five. That's not. That's not bad order. at all. Yeah. What else can we order from you, Deschutes? But wait a minute. Is that that's for a twelve pack. So what's a What's it's a, a six. It's a six pack of beer. So for me to order this six pack of NA Irish style stout, you'd have to order pack. something else. It's twenty three dollars and twenty six cents. Okay. For me to get it in my hands. What if you? What well, if you added uh, another six pack to it? Was that? I, I'm curious to know what else I can get, Denny. Because yeah. I've. Um, you should order the uh, anniversary. Uh, I was going to send you some, but uh, now if you order it, I won't have to. <laughs> I could keep it off of myself. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe I don't know. I'm curious to know what we could order through there. Um reserve beer. What else could we get? Because 
I wouldn't mind getting a hold of this most recent version of the Blackbeat Porter. Yeah. 30, 32 is what I'm looking for. There's 31. I don't know if I can order that, though. Nope, sure can't. Small batch reserve. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I I was I was going to go and see if... They don't ship to Idaho, so I'll have to wait and see if, by chance, they, they have a small amount of it that comes in. Uh, I'll look at the co-op and see if I can get it there. Uh, in their cooler, maybe uh, Brewers Haven. Go look at there, see if they mm-hmm. they get a, a a small batch to try try a bottle. I can just pick a bottle up and and try it just to see if it really tastes like an Irish stout, just without the alcohol. And it's a, a good option for people that either want to enjoy drinking when they go to uh, a party, but they're the designated driver and they don't you know they get left out. They can go ahead and drink uh, and enjoy having a beer. Uh, without worrying about the alcohol. Oh, I can ship anything. Never mind. I take it all back. Oh, all right. So you're going to be ordering up some serious beer then. Potentially. Okay. Awesome. Let me know what you get. Let me know what you get, and then I will pick up whatever you get, too. We can do more uh, tasting notes on the uh, air. I don't see the 32, the Black Butte 32. Hmm. Maybe it's too new. Fine. <laughs> All right, Chris. Hey, what do you say we close this show down? We're, we're going to have a two-hour show. Our long listen, our, our listeners that like long shows are going to be happy. Our listeners that like short shows will be unhappy. But, hey, a lot of good beer content in this episode. But before we do that, let's go ahead, and I want to give you the opportunity to raise a glass to someone you like to raise a glass to. So who would that be tonight? So I want to raise a glass to my buddy, Josh Pedraja, because, well, Josh has been doing a lot of work at our training facility uh, the last mm, four or five days. Uh, We've been putting that dude to work. Uh, He's been doing anything from uh, hanging shade cloths at our at our training facility so the turf isn't too hot for the dogs. Oh, yeah. To repairing some shelves to uh, he hung a new door for us today. Uh, he tore the old door out, put a new door in. We're getting uh, a little bit of new flooring put in tomorrow. Uh, the dude's been working his ass off. So Josh, uh, big cheers to you, buddy. Um, and come to find out his wife is making us a custom built sign. Mm. As a thank you. Wow. Um, so, so Josh, big cheers to you, buddy. Um, he, he's done a lot of work for us, not just, specifically for our training facility, but also for us personally in, uh, in our home. I mean, the, the dude, I, I call him up and go, Josh, Hey, I, I need you to do this. This is what I have in mind. What do you think? And he goes, Oh yeah, uh, we could totally do it this way. Throw this in there, add this and fix this. And, uh, um, the guy's good at what he does. He's a local handyman here in the Tampa area. So, um, we're happy to have him. Happy to have his phone number. We need him to, to help with stuff. Nice. He'd probably do a great job with stairs. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I've already and, got, I've already done the work. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about you, Denny? Who would you like to raise a glass to? Well, I just want to raise my glass to William Schim- Schlimmer and Tom Byrne, two great listeners who have uh, 
uh, really made my last couple of weeks very happy with drinking some great beers that they they provided us. So thank you. I raised my glass to you. Toast. Cheers. And uh, also, Chris, man, I got to raise a glass to you because all of a sudden last week we've got like 20 new uh, followers on our Facebook page and they appear to all be from Sit Means Sit uh, somewhere uh. In, the, in the world. So I don't know yeah. what you're doing, but you're spreading the word. So hopefully they're enjoying the content. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, I was wondering how that was going to show up, but yeah, it looks like it did uh, onto our Facebook page. Uh, okay, well, I mean, are they really going to listen or are they just liking us because they um, like you? So it was funny that you mentioned uh, Evil Twin mm-hmm. uh, earlier in your new and noteworthy. So my buddy Mike Wheeler in uh, Wisconsin, he, texts, he texted me. I text back and forth with him. He owns, um, I think he's in... I don't know which location he's in. He's in Wisconsin. Let's go with that. Right. So for those of you that don't know, we're a franchise based organization. So we have locations all over the country. So Mike, um, every once in a while, he'll be drinking a beer and he'll shoot me a text of a, a picture of it. He's like, Hey, have you ever had this one? And we'll start a whole conversation. And we went on a conversation about evil twin and, uh, the big money stout that they, that they make. So they, uh, it was cool to have a conversation with him. And I was like, you know what? I uh, I need to hop onto our Facebook page and make sure that I've sent invites oh. to, <laughs> to all, all, of our, <laughs> all of my personal friends. And you know what? I, I hadn't done that before. Oh. Well, I mean, I've done it before, but I haven't done it with our, you know, my personal friends. And, and you know, I'll get on um, like uh, video conferences with, with some of the other owners across the country and something will come up about beer and somebody will go, Oh, we'll ask Chris about it. Um, I'm like, I'm sorry. What? And they'll go, yeah, you know, Chris has a podcast and, <laughs> and you know, it, it's kind of a running joke that, you know, if it's not beer related or if it's not dog related, it's beer related. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, I re- just kind of sent invites to a handful of other people and whether they joined or whether they liked our page or not, cool but you know we do talk to a lot of people and a handful of people uh said to us i was like wow i didn't even know you guys had a podcast that's pretty cool so well they must not ever see your facebook uh wall or whatever they call it uh because you're always doing stuff on it (laughs) yeah we are and whether they do whatever Uh, that's okay well i appreciate it anyway it just it looks it makes me feel nice at least people are liking it Mm -hmm. oh good that's cool all right. And also, you know, being a former serviceman, I always want to raise my glass and thank all those who have served and who are currently serving in the U.S. military services, protecting our freedoms. Uh, we just want you to, uh, you know, return home safely to your families as soon as you can. So I'll raise my glass to you. And Chris, why don't you go ahead and raise a glass to our sponsor? Sure. So Brewers Shirts, Brewer Shirts, I don't want to put that extra S in there. <laughs> Brewer Shirts is one of the first to create apparel that celebrates the art of brewing and love of fine beer. They screen print their cheese by hand in their home studio using eco-friendly inks, materials, and processes. You can visit their online store at BrewerShirts.com and use the coupon code TAPTHECRAFT2020 to receive 15% off full priced items excellent go do it go visit brewershirts.com and use our coupon code 
All right. And you can find the beers and the links to the articles mentioned on the show in our show notes located on the show post at openforumradio.com. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at Loose Screw. And Chris, how can our listeners follow you? So you can find me on Twitter at Chris underscore McKenzie 82 or the more important places like untapped and Instagram at MCK one, three, four, five. And of course you can always interact with us on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash tap the craft. All right. It is last call. It's time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading and listening to the show. We ask you to please, 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 please tell a friend. And of course, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher radio, tune in Google play, and also on Spotify or however you listen to your podcast. As a reminder, we release a new show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. Yeah, this beer was a lot bigger than I expected. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Ah, you did good. You did I'm, good. Uh, well, well, thank you because well, mm, that was a. Uh, I'm curious to know what I just finished. Well, drink some water because if it was that big, you probably need some uh, rehydrate. <laughs> Since we've been sitting for two hours straight without getting off our chairs. Thirteen point three was their. Uh... Yep, water. Yeah. Thirteen point three, but hey, the average rating. 4.37. Ooh, nice. Damn. That's oh. a good one then. It was good. But mm. not only did we finish that, but we had the pistachio cream ale and the cu- It's a good night. That's all I'm going to say. Good. Good. Yeah. Centennial is a much celebrated hop in its versatility with its depth and or uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Repeat. Yeah, you got to call tap the craft, right, Denny? 208-53-oddly.